Homemakers, our show is made possible by a few carefully selected advertisers and because of our Patreon friends. If you haven't yet, we invite you to show your love for the show by becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash Homemaker Chic Podcast. There you will receive downloads to both of our cookbooks, exclusive access to snippets of the Homemaker Chic book as it's being written, and a private invitation at the end of every season to join us for our live fangirl party call. You can be a part of Homemaker Chic and show your support for the show by visiting patreon.com forward slash Homemaker Chic podcast. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Homemaker Chic Podcast. And now, let's rock this show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the season finale of Homemaker Chic Podcast. I am Shay Elliott of ShayElliott.com and the Elliott Homestead blog. And no, I did not take up smoking. Um, <laughs> yeah, just you did. Some little, <laughs> I might, I don't know. We'll see where the, we'll see where the day leads. Um, little remnants of a spring cold, um, joined by Angela Reed of Parisian Farm Girl and Old World Design Society. And we are so grateful that you're listening in, you're partaking of a little homemaker conversation. This is the podcast where we are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind. We know so many of you are in the trenches with little kids and dang it, I wish there would have been podcasts back in the day when I was going through the same thing. What did we do? Pandora with ads? There was there just wasn't anything like that. I think that's why blogs really became a thing because people were like, "Am I alone? Am yes. I alone?" I remember when I first started blogging and like, you know, there was a lot of and there still is a lot of shame to social media done badly, you know, cuz sure. it's done really badly, right? But I was always of this mindset to women like, "No, no, 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 no. No." This is the equivalent of my mom having a friend over for coffee in the 80s. Mm-hmm. They didn't call them play dates back then. Never called them play dates. It was for women to get together and have good conversation. Right. And like the kids just tried to stay alive, right? But like right. that's how I when I first started blogging, I was that I was trying to be an advocate for that. Like, no, don't feel bad about being here. Don't feel bad about reading your favorite blog every night. This is a new era and this is this is how we do things. Yeah, this is awesome. Yeah. I mean, I I love podcasts. I love getting to connect and listen in on conversations and learn new things and I think it's awesome that I can do that while I garden. Yeah. You know? Mhm. So, yeah, it's uh, we're glad to be here with you. This is the finale of season 11. Wait, yes. Yes, season it 11. Is. It is. It's crazy. So uh, to go back to the very beginning, Angela and I sort of just had this crazy idea that we should start a podcast, mostly because we were having these conversations a lot as entrepreneurs, as homemakers, as moms, as homeschoolers, mm-hmm. as homesteaders. We were talking about all these things every day, and we just thought, you know what, what if we just talked about these and other people got to sort of listen in and be a part of the conversation because we Mm -hmm. knew so many women who were sort of diving into the same deep end that we were. Well, we, you know, literally didn't have anything other than two microphones and a laptop to record on. (laughs) Angela talked into the wrong side of her microphone for like three seasons. It wasn't three (coughs) seasons. Thank you. Anyway. 
And here we started it. Here we are. And then COVID hit the next week. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we found ourselves in, wow, just a situation that no one kind of really saw coming. So we had to kind of walk along a lot of homemakers and a lot of new homemakers during the pandemic. Just Yeah, well, we sort of, when we when we hashed out like the idea for the show, we had an we had ideas like we came to the table with ideas like, mm-hmm. oh, we'll talk about entertaining and we'll talk about <laughs> this and we'll talk about that. And then all of a sudden everyone was home and mm-hmm. ball jars were not available. People wanted to make sourdough. People were having to interact with their kids for the first time in a long time. Right. And they're like, oh, I actually like tending to my home. This is a thing. I think I like this. this yeah. This sort of like poo-poo, I'm not supposed to like this lie I've been told for so long. I actually right. I actually dig this. What oh, yeah. Doing? Sorry, Stu needed his wallet. Earthquake activity over there. Everyone who's Seismic. watching on uh, yeah, on right? Patreon, the videos, they're like, what's, what's this? Who's this man sneaking in here? <laughs> um, yeah, what a roller coaster it's been these last yeah. 11 seasons. Mind you, the seasons, we just make them up. We just I mean, make them up. No, they're like 16 to 20 episodes, give or take. Yeah. If we're paying attention or not. They're typically 16. I think like last season or the season before that, I said, Shay, I think we've done like 21. We can be done now. Yeah. <laughs> we can take not, a break. It's not like CBS is like, well, we'll pick you up for another round. Congratulations, right? ladies. kind of like, like no, we'll um, just- I have a really busy week next week. Can we be done? <laughs> <laughs> can we just keep talking? Um, speaking of busy weeks. My body has always responded to stress by getting sick. Always, mm-hmm. always, always. 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 And it gets bad. <laughs> and uh, if you're wondering why I got sick, it's because of that. We have had just two and a half weeks of <laughs> – I want to say balls She wall. wants to say wall. I'm going to say the wall. That's what she wants. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's what it's it been. Just end of the year, everything, everything, everything piled into this like two week section of time. And I don't know about y'all, but like, I just don't operate at that capacity. I mean, I work. I never stop working. It's not like mm-hmm. I just sit around in the sunshine all day. But it's the the social obligations and the the appointments and the all this kind it's of the stuff. External. It just Anything gets to external. Me. I'm like such an introvert. The in the inside stuff, yeah, I'll just like I'm like a weebles wobble and they don't fall down, right? But you ask me to leave the house three times in a week, psh. Yeah, <laughs> it's, like, it's not yeah. good. Oh my gosh, I have orthodontist appointments tomorrow. Uh, see, I'm gonna write this down. See? And one person can't make it, so great, great. I'm so glad we had this conversation. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, the external stuff. I saw a really great meme on Instagram the other day, and it was a guy, and, or, and he's like smiling and nodding, and then it says, "When an introvert runs out of steam mid conversation, and you just see his face like drop, and he like he can't hold his smile anymore, and he's just staring at this person talking to him." I'm like, I feel it, man. I feel it. Uh, I had not. So fear of going out is one of my favorite Instagram feeds. It brings me so much pleasure and i had the sheer enjoyment of pouring a hot cup of coffee this morning and getting caught up on like the last five days of fear Mm. going out and at one point i was just like weeping it was so funny oh so good just love it yeah so we got home super late or it was our end of our homeschool co-op so we had our big like end of year powwow last night all the kids were presenting all their stuff and we had this like Mm. big dessert spread 
and we get home really late. We had to leave very quickly to go to this, so we had left this dirty kitchen of spaghetti, and I had a huge pasta class this morning at 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. Like an idiot, I scheduled it for 9 a.m. Wow. after we had this big event. So I got done with that class, and I was just like, my head's spinning, just like, what? what is going on? So I'm very much looking forward to just hunkering in for the summer. Mm-hmm. I'm very, like, very content just to stay here and putz around in my garden and play with my flowers and yeah, hang out at home. Uh, every season, the garden <coughs> season, at the beginning of the season, you know, you're just, I don't know about you, but I honestly, I wish I had one of those little pedometer things because I cannot imagine how much ground I traverse. But, you know, I'm just working next, like the in your list. In your mind, I just go like from one thing to the next to the next. And I don't necessarily like work on one area till it's done. I have sort of like ADD. I'm kind of all over the place. And then it eventually gets done. But there's always this point where um, it just clicks. And I am one with my garden. Like it just, mm-hmm. you kind of re-get to know each other. Do you have right. that? Like the first and, couple of weeks yeah. where you're like, oh, hello, old friend. Oh, I remember you, you know. And then few weeks into it you're like i love you i love you i love you (laughs) like Mm -hmm. just yes that was that was this morning i've been getting you know up really early weeding and just you know doing all the things but this morning was just i just i was there i Mm -hmm. love it Mm -hmm. here we go Mm -hmm. all the way to october just Mm -hmm. felt so good Each year, it is like getting to know somebody new because each year the garden is different. And like last year, I had this extraordinary rosemary that was that I'd had for years and it was at the top of my little pond. And man, Mm -hmm. this winter it died (sighs) and I had to pull it out and I had to put something else in its place. And it was like the, the garden never stays the same. It's never the same friend two days in a row. Yeah, every day. Every day is different and every day you need to tread it and just you need to walk around and you need to see what's blooming. And it is like old friends. Like I want to be there when the first peony blooms and I want to see the first iris. And, you know, I want to talk. I talk to the bumblebees, the bumble. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. I almost wet my pants the other day. Listen, four kids like please don't send me emails about doing kegels. I understand. But (laughs) I always get those when I mention I was weeding and I hear this noise, sounded like a bumblebee, and I look up and I'm I'm bent over, mind you. Mm-hmm. And I look up and there's a hummingbird. Oh yeah, they're so loud. Yeah, and it's they're like so 6 loud. inches from my face mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's like just perfectly still and just looking at me and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, it just startled me because it was yeah. so big. They're, and they're, right they're so loud when they they're come up so right next loud. to your ear. It, it's, I always have to go, that's not a bee. Yep. That is not a wasp hive coming down exactly. on you. That that's what it feels just like. just a freaking hummingbird. Um, funny you say that because we have just so many. There's so, we have the ruby-throated and, oh, gosh, a couple different kinds. They're so beautiful. I actually wanted to Google, like, their mating rituals or something because we had one. Have you ever seen them do this big pendulum thing? Okay. Well, so I- he, he came into the garden or she, I don't know. Over the cottage garden, and this is like a 30-foot space he was occupying, and just making like an arc back, Mm. forth, 
fourth, like 40 times we counted. Then he flew off. Hmm. It was really incredible. <laughs> like really, it was the exact same movement back and forth. Hmm. I've never seen him do that before. We just had a conversation about hummingbird mating because I saw these two hummingbirds who were kind of doing that. But I couldn't tell if they were like two males fighting or if they were like a female and a male trying to mate. (laughs) It didn't look very very romantic. It felt very aggressive. Yeah. Yeah, it did feel kind of aggressive. But sometimes in nature, that's how animals mate. Sorry. (laughs) Hard to tell sometimes. Do you like this or do you not like this? I'm very Have you seen horses. I'm like, very confused. Yeah. Yes. No. It's all good stuff. Um, we should take a second take uh, to thank our season eleven sponsor. So. Um, oh yeah, I, my towels are on the way. Girl. My towels are coming today. <gasps> Oh, I wish they were here already. And if a child touches them, they're going to get their hands chopped off. (laughs) Well, that's just it. I was talking to Janet the other day, and you know, she's like, "Do you think you're going to try some towels?" And I, I actually had the thought, I don't know if we deserve those towels. (laughs) Will those end up cleaning teats off? Hopefully not. (gasps) Hopefully not. Self discipline. (laughs) Self discipline. Okay. Well, I realized I'm going to keep them for my bathroom, which is where the washer and dryer are. So in theory, they will never be used to wipe blueberries off the bath, the kitchen floor. Seriously. Because they'll stay up here. And in theory, yes. they will never leave that room. Yes. Okay? Yes. Can I do it? Yes. You can do it. Okay. Let's check in like at Christmas time. Okay. How many does Anne Chef left? Okay. Okay. <laughs> I think this is so... Um, it's just so perfect, American Blossom Linens, because one of the we have these themes that just run through the podcast mm-hmm. over and over and over. And if you are a longtime listener, you hear just hear us repeat ourselves because we we cling to the same buoys every day, yeah, right? Desperately, <laughs> <laughs> we cling to the same ones. And one of those is like we have this power as homemakers. We have this gift, mm-hmm. and and hopefully we're helping you to cultivate this desire. To create a home, create a space, regardless of what your actual situation looks like, but cultivating a space that's beautiful and rich and full of things that you love and full of things that bring you joy and full of, you know, safety and fellowship and all these beautiful goodness (laughs) morsels Mm -hmm. that we want to cultivate into our lives. And... I had actually a talk with my UPS driver about this the other day, and she said, Jay, do you guys ever want to leave your house? And I was like, no. We have really. <laughs> great food. We mm. have beautiful wine. We have, like, a plush bed. Granted, it's on our living room floor right now, but, like, what about it? It's I still am so grateful to have a beautiful bed with my mm-hmm. American Blossom linens on it. I am grateful for so many things that we've been given, but so much we've had to actually cultivate. Yeah, This isn't what our house looked like. It wasn't landscaped. It wasn't surrounded or filled with beautiful things when we moved in. Like we actually had to put our hands to it and work at it and create this little pocket of rest and reprieve in our home. And Mm -hmm. to me, like that is American Blossom Linens in a nutshell. It's like you're investing in something, but you're investing in something that 
that is so much more than what it is, Mm -hmm. right? It's sheets, it's towels, it's duvets, it's all these beautiful American-made products from American-grown cotton. But at the same time, it's so much more than that. It's Mm -hmm. not saving the plush bed for vacations, right? It's not saving the good champagne for New Year's Eve. It's drinking it on a Monday. Dang it. Because what's so wrong about Monday? (laughs) (laughs) I had... um. I have a French class every morning, and uh, usually we just make conversation, right? And so this morning we were talking about the show, actually, and she was asking me, like, what are some of the themes you guys have had on your show, like, for each season? And so you should have heard me this morning trying to trying to talk better, not more, in <laughs> French. What a train wreck. Um, but there, yeah, she finally helped me with an expression that's like kind of the equivalent of better, not more. And it's like means to prioritize quality, quality. So yeah. that was fun. But was yes. just, what a nightmare. Fumbling through. Fumbling. Fumbling. Yeah. Yeah. Language is hard. <laughs> have some, gr- have some grace with yourself. You're doing great. In case you need to hear it. Did you give a coupon code? Homemaker no, I 20. didn't. AmericanBlossomLinens.com. Thank you for a whole season of being the official sponsor of the season. Mm-hmm. AmericanBlossomLinens.com. Homemaker Chic 20 for 20% off. Grab some sheets. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't need new sheets for your bathroom. Now, these are brand new. Or, uh, not sheets. Um, towels. Grab some towels for your bathroom. Uh, they also, those are brand new, but they also have these big bath. We're coming right up on summer here. They have these big bath sheets that are my favorite. I have mm-hmm. like the navy blue sort of chevroni patterned ones. I love them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're huge, and then they fold up really small, so you can take them to the beach or to the pool or whatever, and they're nice and compact. But then when you go to unfurl them, they're ginormous. Mm-hmm. I love them. I'm so ready for um, my days of like popping up to the lake and jumping in the cold river, and oh, I'm so excited for this season. Yeah, or the water's probably like 39 degrees. I have a few more weeks to go. <laughs> oh, we do too. Up. It's freezing. But, <laughs> yeah, it's the water's never really warm here, mm. ever. I remember the first time I went to South Carolina to, to visit Stuart's family. We went to Polly's Island, and mm. I had never swam like that in the ocean before because here on the Pacific Coast, like, the water is never warm, ever. You guys are like up by Alaska, for crying out loud. <laughs> it's cold. <laughs> yeah. And so we would, like, get in it as kids up to your, like, shins, you know, and then that's all you could do. Hmm. But there, the water is like bath water. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is how people get eaten by sharks because they're just like, oh, this is nice. This is just like a nice warm bath. I'll just swim. And then. Like a frog in boiling water. Yeah. Hmm. I have decided. I've I've made. Did we talk about this the other day? I've decided that I would rather be eaten by a shark, though, than a bear. And so I'm not sure what this means for my future activities, but oh my gosh, no, we've had the <clears throat> last season we had some very hysterical, yeah, period shark conversations. Yep. Um, you'd rather be eaten by a shark, yes, than a bear. Yes, 100. percent I've been uh, studying bear attacks, okay, you know, in my free time. And Stuart's like, why do you do this? I'm like, well, first off, we live in bear country, <laughs> so yeah, like when you go into the woods here in the summer. You always It's something you always have to be aware of because there's bears here um, and there's cougars here. So I think it's important to be prepared, 
you know, to be to aware of what's going mm-hmm. on. So if you guys remember a couple of seasons ago, we went back to Polly's Island and we had so we had a lot of shark conversations because sharks are those were some funny episodes. <laughs> uh, we have bears here. I've never seen them, but my I have friends that have. They're here. Yeah, they're Just, here. we have wolves. Mm-hmm. I hear we have a yeah we have one quite close. I hear him. He's not a coyote. I can tell the difference. Okay, so but like why why <laughs> shark over bear? Because there is a bear attack in the latest Outlander book. Ugh. Yeah, it's okay. horrible. It's horrible. Yeah, bear attacks are horrible. So shark attacks, I've I've studied these for many moons, you guys. What a okay. Okay. Typically, sharks will no matter what type of shark it is, typically what they do is they will bite you, bump you depending on what shark, then bite mm-hmm. you. So, worst case scenario, let's say like they take a leg. Right? Usually it's more just like a bite, but let's say worst case scenario they take a leg. Usually what happens is then you just – it severs an artery and the person yeah. will, will bleed out usually in like under a minute, Quickly. right? So by the time Big they like artery. Yeah. get back to very, 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 very rarely is somebody actually like pulled underwater never to be seen again. It's like usually – Yeah, not like a gator. That's Ooh. a different conversation. <laughs> Typically okay. a shark is like bite and then you bleed out. But bears – bears will like – just, I'm I have sorry. Like an Aerosmith song playing in my head. Ragdoll. Yeah, they'll <laughs> like, just kind yeah. of chew on you. Ew. Forget I'm it. serious. I'm serious. You I'm guys. like, here's my neck. See that beautiful yeah, juicy just, carotid? You just got take this. It. Yeah. <laughs> and they do. They can do that sometimes, Ugh. but most of the time, bears just can pin you down and can just eat you. And oh, as bad as drowning sounds to me. Being eaten alive, Being alive while I'm aware, no, I think no, I would rather that. not be able to breathe and die very quickly than, you know, basically be peeled by the by a bear. And that's 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 it. That's my theory. Oh my so so what I'm trying to decide now is like, okay, well, <laughs> I guess that means like swimming in the ocean is better than hiking. Like what? It, what? How does this affect our? Do you have any fight back in you when you imagine these scenarios? Are I don't you poking think it, the shark in the eye? Yeah. Are you, oh, yeah. I'm fighting. I'm like, in my mind, I'm like crawling on top of the bear. I'm like, you want to go? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, there was a really great um, meat eater, the uh, Steve Ranella. He has a really mm-hmm. interesting story about they killed this elk. It was in Alaska, him and some buddies. Mm-hmm. Super experienced hunters, mind you. Yeah. They couldn't yeah. pack it all out. They hoist it up into a tree. They come back the next day to get it. A grizzly bear has claimed it, but they don't know this. So they all sit down, like kind of huddled together, eating their sandwiches for lunch before they haul this elk out of here. And a grizzly bear comes at them so fast, just charges through them, knocks them over. None of them are with their guns or their packs because they're just eating their sandwiches. And somehow in this event, one of the guys ends up on the back of the grizzly bear riding it like a horse. And you know all they is this have on to, his or on Joe's. This is, that is on Steve's podcast. Uh, yeah, it's on the Hunting Collective, I think. Okay. Um, all they have, like at this point, it's happening so fast. One of the guys just grabs like his hiking pole. Yeah, and he's like, you know, trying to beat this grizzly bear off with this hiking pole, and eventually the bear runs off, and like their friend sort of somehow ends up falling off the side into like this meadow. It's a very crazy story. 
and terrifying. Yeah. Just terrifying. Well, they can climb trees. I mean, like, you have no recourse. You, and they can swim. They can swim they faster. They can swim. You. They can run 40 miles an hour. They can climb way faster than you. You have nothing. You okay. Have and nothing. so is it true you're supposed to play dead or are you supposed to run? Okay. If it's brown, lay down. If it's black, fight back. <laughs> if it's yellow, let it mellow. <laughs> Okay, it's I'm sorry. It's true, I'm guys. Grown up. <laughs> what did you say? Now finish. <laughs> um, yeah, you don't run because you're not going to outrun. Like a grizzly bear can run 40 miles per hour. If it's Good brown, lay down. What was luck. the follow up? If it's black, sorry. fight back. Okay. So okay. grizzly bear, you're supposed to play dead, right? You curl up, which that's a that's a trained response because your initial reaction would be. To not do that, mm-hmm. right? Your initial response would be to run. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to turn around and run. But you have to protect those entrails, man. Curl up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. Forget it. I respect nature uh, so hardcore. Uh, so hardcore. I mean, just. When you are out on your property, do you have a knife or anything? Like when. I don't. No, not right now. When I was milking by myself, I would go down. I'd go at five o'clock every day, mm-hmm. year, basically year round. So a lot of times you'd go and it would be dark or da- yeah. you know, dawn. And mm-hmm. um, that could be a little bit trickier because we do have a lot of cougars in our area. Mm-hmm. And so I always used to tell Stu, like, if I'm not back, just, you know, come find me because I've mm-hmm. been eaten. Um, because if they do happen, you know, we would see them like, yeah. we see them in our, my parents' yard. Like they, they would at this house that we were at when this happened, like they would go through our neighbor's yard. Mm-hmm. And so it's something you actually have to be aware of. You, you, ha- and you have to like be in a posture. You're not going to prevent every accident. That's why it's an accident. But like you can you actually aware, do things that help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can actually do things that help. Um, and so, like, of all the bear attack stories that I watch, <laughs> the only ones who really have any chance are, are, you know, people who are trained on how to respond. So, mm. <coughs> excuse me. Anyway, mm-hmm. so to answer your question, it depends on the time of year and depends on what we're doing, you know. Mm-hmm. But there's never a time I go out at dusk that I don't think about cougars. Ever. Hmm. I'm always aware of what the animals are doing. They're very aware. Yeah, how they're how they're acting. How they're sure. acting. Are they looking out their eye at something? You uh-huh. know, they can really sense things. They freeze. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that has and nothing to do. you have a dog to- too, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So you do what you can. Hmm. But still. Tubes & Co. Organics believes that skincare products should nourish and restore and come from simple, wholesome ingredients. Consider having a beautiful routine as nature intended with no synthetic chemicals, no GMOs, toxins, or artificial fragrances. Can you imagine that? Taking care of your skin and applying your favorite makeup products knowing that what you are using is safe and beautiful from the inside out. Tubes & Co. believes that skincare products should nourish the skin without adding hormone-disrupting chemicals, and they go above and beyond to source organic products made in the USA. Visit tubesandco.com. That's tubes like soups. 
tubesandco.com and use the coupon code CHIC10 for 10% off. Does your skin need some extra help after this long winter? May I personally suggest the Sea Buckthorn Oil and Frankincense Tallow Balm, two of my favorites. It's not good enough for you until it's good enough for Emily's own family. So visit tubesandco.com and use the Homemaker Chic coupon code CHIC10 for 10% off. Last year, we finally took the jump into the freeze-drying world with a beautiful new freeze-dryer from Harvest Dry, and we are so glad that we did. As a homemaker and gardener, these freeze-dryers have the very important job of making sure that nothing, whether it's a bountiful crop from the garden or leftover soup from Sunday supper, go to waste. These incredible machines are very versatile. You can use your freeze-dryer to preserve dairy, meat, produce, and even complete meals. Here's the very best part. Everything is completely automatic. You literally just fill the freeze-dryer trays, push the start button, and walk away. Preserving food can be that simple. Freeze-dried foods last for 25 years in your cupboards and will maintain taste and color and flavor. The food retains nearly all of its nutritional value, and home freeze-dried food costs one-third the cost of store-bought, which means your freeze-dryer from Harvest Right will pay for itself in no time. This is the perfect season to order your freeze-dryer so you can have it set up and ready for spring and summer bounty, whether you're freeze-drying fruits, vegetables, herbs, milk, or even eggs, Harvest Right machines are the best on the market and will soon become an invaluable player of your preserving kitchen. Visit bit.ly forward slash Harvest Right Homemaker or click the link in the show notes to shop your new home freeze dryer system from Harvest Right to... A huge concept on this show is Better Not More, and our sponsor, House of Tokuman, exemplifies this idea... Visit hotrugs.net if you're tired of throwing your money away on cheap rugs that don't survive your lifestyle. Dress your home in a hand-woven rug from House of Tokuman. I have to confess, I'm pretty obsessed with this company. I totally trust Annabelle's knowledge and expertise. She's helped me find beautiful heirloom quality rugs for our home. They are made from the finest cottons and sheep's wool. Free shipping in the continental U.S. is a serious bonus too. Here's a designer tip. Follow House of Tokuman over on Instagram for the most incredible education on rug quality, care, and sourcing. And then when you're ready, use this exclusive coupon code HOMEMAKER25 for 25% off this investment into the fabulous style of your home. You're guaranteed a -a one-of-a-kind rug, no fake antique rugs, machine-made copies, or replicas, my friends. You've seen them in our homes. Now it's time to dress your home in a rug. Visit House from Tokuman at hotrugs.net. That's hotrugs.net and use the coupon code HOMEMAKER25. Hello, lovely homemakers. This is Angela. Spring is in the air and it's time to visit oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com for your spring home design inspiration. Join the Old World Design Society now for as little as $5. You'll have access to one design class a month, a private online forum full of professional designers and amateur home stylists to learn from and become friends with, choose to include a print or digital magazine with your society membership, and watch your stylist skills grow. Become a member of the Old World Design Society today and learn how to elevate your space. 
improve your knowledge of antiques and history, and style your home like a pro. The Spring Magazine is shipping now, and it's gorgeous. Our design classes are ready for you to join us. Visit oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com and see that there is now an option for every budget. That's oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com. I was just telling somebody the story the other day at church about one time we had these two um, German shepherds come onto our property. I don't know whose they were. They seemed like pretty wild dogs to me. Maybe they were nobodies. But they came onto our property and got into our sheep pen. Do you remember this Mm -mm. story? I don't remember the story, but that's okay. where I throw down. I ain't no okay. dog coming on my property. Uh-uh. So I'm in my kitchen window, <laughs> and I see these dogs. And mm-hmm. I see all of my sheep huddled in the corner of their paddock. And I see these dogs, like, jumping at them and biting at them. And this rage yeah, yeah. came I- up inside of me. I, yeah. I Like, nothing I've ever experienced. Mm-hmm. And I grab my broom because that's what I had. I grab my broom and I run out to the pasture with just I blood is like coming out of my eyes. And my only I literally remember thinking I will rip these dogs apart with my bare hands. Mm-hmm. These are German Shepherd dogs. Okay. Yeah, they yikes, would have ripped yikes. me apart. Yeah. So I jump into the pen and I start shouting them with that like guttural like nap. Mm-hmm. When I get Where scared, you're in your pants. Yeah. You're shouting <laughs> when I get scared, I'm not like ah. I'm like oh yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I jump in there, and the dogs, you know, I can see my my sheep are bloody, like they've Aww. been bitten. I'm mm-hmm. I'm just raging, ready to rip these dogs apart. Of course, they mm-hmm. see me, they take off, mm-hmm. and I just thought that the amount of adrenaline that I had, it. I, I was telling this story at church because I was telling my friend Cinda. Like, that's how God protects his children. That's how he feels. Like, there's a reason mm-hmm. we call him the good shepherd and we are the sheep. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's – we can read things in scripture. Sometimes they're really difficult to read, right? So, like, like for example, when the Israelites are, like, coming into their land and it's like, okay, and now we're going to push out this tribe and we're going to slay the 10,000, you know, and you're like, ooh, yeah. that's, that's difficult. Right. But then when you think about a God that loves his sheep, that, that's what he's doing, basically, right? He's, he's ripping these dogs apart with his bare hands because he loves his sheep. And I just think it's such a great analogy. Sorry, that was a really long rabbit trail. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. A, a strange dog on your farm is the worst. Yeah. yeah. It is. I had one come and just rip chickens to shreds. Oh. I got my gun so fast. I was so angry. Like, what did you do? Holy cow. I just shot at it. What was I going to do? It was like running around like a psycho, like just, you know, like shaking the grabbing chickens. chickens and shaking. Yeah. My kids are all behind me, horrified. They were all really young. We were all inside. It was terrible. Mm hmm. Mm. Yeah. Well, it was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. It's dire. I mean, we've mm-hmm. had that with coyotes. Do you guys have coyotes? You have coyotes. Yeah, we do. Um, they come up to the house like at night, like mm-hmm. they're. But I've never seen them during the day, mm. which is good. Well, maybe yeah, one we on see the them road, rarely. No, we don't see them during the day. Yeah, but very boy, they're rarely loud at night. Day. They're so loud. We do have to go sh- like sh- like yeah, they're mm-hmm. loud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are. Creeps me out. It's amazing how I've been thinking about this lately because mm-hmm. 
We've been talking about ticks. <sighs> it's a bad tick year here. And we don't have Lyme in the same way that y'all do, but we have mm-hmm. it. But we've already dealt with many ticks this season, which is disgusting. Yeah. And I hate them. They're but so gross. I've just been thinking about all those people who, you know, wilderness living was like a thing. <laughs> okay. There weren't yeah. like hermetically sealed houses and air filters and yeah like flooring you know i mean you just think about the rawness in which people used to live bed bugs fleas mites chiggers ticks Mm -hmm. oh my goodness you think about all those little terrible things mosquitoes i mean obviously malaria think about that it's just oh yeah it was really bad i mean there's i think there's a chapter in um little house on the prairie the second book where they get malaria I mean, they're mm-hmm. like out of their mind just mm-hmm. on the prairie just delirious with fever and thirst and mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. all that like you said no- nothing is sealed there was a giant tick in my truck yesterday like we had to pull over and get it out of the vehicle yuck but yeah mice you mm-hmm. know they don't ever talk about well most most books like they don't talk about like the mice scurrying back and forth and the cabinets and stuff like that would have just been <coughs> a daily oh yeah like we're so horrified by mice turds in the kitchen but that was just normal yeah yeah until very recently in human right. history mm-hmm. and not only mice just all the i mean bears cougars coyotes like you think about any number of things in nature that mm-hmm. basically just want to kill you <laughs> or give you a disease or something, you know? I mean, it's rampant. Yeah. It's actually pretty incredible, the advancements that we've made in in protecting ourselves and not exposing ourselves to so much of that. But then you get these little pieces on the farm where you're like, oh, yeah, okay. I see a remnant of that. I see a little remnant. <laughs> I see how this would have been a lot worse 150 years ago. Yep. I just pulled up that um, Limes wasn't really discovered until, or like given a label until the 70s. Oh, wow. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. And that It's crazy how little we know how to do, what to do with it 50 years later. Yeah. 500,000 cases a year. Whoa. New. That's disgusting. And there's no getting rid of it, is there, once you get it? No. I mean, I think there's, like, really hardcore um, dietary things. You know, people yeah. really radically change their lifestyle to to deal with it. But, yeah. ugh. Yeah. Well, it's crazy, too. We're such a transient people now. Like, we will just pick up and go, pick up and move, you mm-hmm. know? Think about how many people relocated during COVID. And what's crazy is, like, you don't know – you don't know an area and you don't know all of its little things like that. So, for mm-hmm. example, when we moved to Alabama, I remember Georgia going up to this sand pile and I just thought it was really sweet because we were at the beach and there was this little sand pile and she was playing with it and it was a fire ant nest. But I've never seen fire ants, didn't know that fire ants were a thing. And mm-hmm. so she comes over to me and there's all these ants biting her. And I don't, have you ever been bit by a fire ant? I I think we talked about this like in the first or second season okay. where like I've removed a rock and been bitten by a ton of ants like they just all come boring out. But 
I don't think it's the same like to what you're describing. They're like they're red conversations. We've they're had. teeny like little sugar ants, like the black ones. Yeah, but they're red, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's like uh, like a shot, like a drop of acid is what it feels like. A really pinpointed little mm. drop of acid on your skin, super painful, and then it welts and itches for like weeks, and it's ugh. Terrible. Oh, I got stung by a wasp in my Achilles tendon the other day. What? Out in the garden. Yeah. I don't know. I was on my hands and knees planting, and I just felt like this incredible searing pain in my leg. And I was, ah, like I yelled. And like, I'm looking around. I'm expecting, we have really big spiders in the garden. I was expecting to see like a huge spider or something. Ah. I had a mark. This was, it hurt so incredibly bad. And I'm looking, I'm looking for movement in the grass. I couldn't find anything. And a few minutes later, I noticed in one of the cell trait, in one of the cells, there was a dead wasp. So I'm, I wear gloves. I'm assuming I whacked it and like inadvertently brought it back to the tray with me when I went to reach for the next flower or something. That's all I can come up with. Ugh. And of course, now it just, it's Itchy. always with me, like on day four, it just gets really hard, like a knot and it just itches. And, yes. You know, oh, yeah. it's so yuck. tough. Yuck. Yuck, 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 yuck. Yeah. None of that. What please. a great show to the I listeners. Know. They're probably like, I love this. This is what I waited all season for. Sorry. <laughs> so sorry. Um, okay. Uh. Let's, let's change the topic then. Uh, something that's sort of been reiterated to me over and over and over this season, and I'm not sure why. So I, I'm interested to hear your thoughts. But like, okay, personally in my home, I'm really just oh, how do you even say it? I'm so bought into the idea. I'm so invested in this idea that you can just grow as a person, and that the the way that you are is does not have to be the way that you always are, and the way mm-hmm. that things are isn't going to be the way that they always are Mm -hmm. and that has so much application for the homemaker but for me what this has meant is little pockets of my home that frankly need to be dealt with and i can tend to be a bit of a procrastinator when i don't want to do something or when something's Mm going to be difficult and the rush and like the little emotional jolt you get from just doing something can be so liberating and you're just like oh well could am i could i be this person now could i actually be the type of person who just pays their bills every monday and doesn't let them pile up or you know scrubs the mm-hmm. toilet every four oh my days gosh. so that there's i like, poops did scrub my toilets yesterday i was that person with a toothbrush Took the lids off, bleached them, scalded them. I just like, are we just like squatting on the toilet and just pooping all over the back of it, like in the hinges and stuff? Is that what we're doing? Because my family doesn't do that. How dirty? Why does it get so dirty back there? What are we doing? I don't know. Yeah, (laughs) I don't know. Um, But don't, but don't you love it though? When you're just yeah, I was like, oh, this is where like. I don't know what happened to these toilets. Like, I'm always wiping down. The back of the toilet really bothers me. I know I've talked about that before on the show. The lint and, like, the back of the toilet. It always yeah. looks fuzzy every 12 hours. Yeah. But now, like, I'm I'm even more into it. Like, I'm this is so dumb. Okay, ready here. Like, I'm super into cleaning my toilets. I got, 
I've fallen in love with my Azure uh, toilet bowl cleaner. Okay. I even, um, I went to Walmart. That is a whole other story. I cannot go there again this year. Were you kicked out? Um, no, that would have been better. I, I've kicked myself out. No, I can't do it. It doesn't go well for me. I lose my religion. And so now I have to wait another year before I go into a Walmart again. Okay. But I did go in because that's like the only thing we have up here aside from Target, which is further down the road. I'm a weenie. Um, and I bought a new toilet brush. Okay. And so I just went crazy yesterday. I actually cleaned my house for 14 hours yesterday. Were I getting paid for it? I'm assuming it was about a six or seven hundred dollar job. There you go, ladies. You're mm-hmm. not alone. <laughs> did four forty three to well, no, I did I exaggerate? No, four forty three to six forty three or something like that. So long I cleaned my house. It's pretty impressive. You probably you probably deserve a glass of wine after that. I probably do. Okay. Mm-hmm. Didn't even make it to the kids' bedrooms, but let's cue the wine music. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think you deserve a scr- You scrub those toilets. If you bleach your toilets, you deserve a glass of wine, I think. We replaced the lids last year, or like the, yeah, the lid. And so the ones we got, like, they just pop right off. And so you can clean them. I didn't know that. There you go. New technology. So I put them in the bathtub. We got our hot water heater set, like, to, like, boiling. So I put all the goop on them and... <coughs> Sprayed them down with 140 degree water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, toilet cleaning is a great way to introduce you to dry farm wines. It is. Is it? Because we don't want you to drink sewage. Oh, we don't want you drinking toilet she water. Woo, She's a professional. That. We want you to drink dry farm wines because there are nasty ingredients in your toilet and nasty ingredients that don't have to be on the back of that grocery store wine label. Up to 76 that they don't have to tell you about. Uh, so dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. If you've never ordered before, I don't really know what you're waiting for at this point because we talk about it on every show. We're going to give you a free bottle or a bottle for a penny. You know, legally, we can't give it to you free, but you should order some. Get some rosé or shays going on about this new orange wine. It is not made from oranges, <coughs> but it is uh, the new trendy. If you want to be trendy, mm. get some orange wine. Um. I think you've talked about this one in the past. La Fruitière. Mm-hmm. It's Loire Valley White, mm-hmm. Sauv Blanc. Yeah, um, I think I'm going to make uh, salmon cakes. Okay. Because salmon is so much more affordable than crab these days. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we're going to have this with dinner. Yum. So get this. Yeah. If you're a Dry Farms customer and you um, become a VIP. I can't remember how you become a VIP. I think you just... Like, you just have to go on their website. Okay. Like you make your account because when you become a customer, you're going to make an account and okay. then somewhere on the website, you can become a VIP. It's it's easy. I just, I'm not going yeah, to. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't cost exactly anything or whatever. It. I, it's just. No, it's just a. Yeah, I'm really interested in learning more. Yeah. Well, I got an email from Angela, my, who mm-hmm. is my personal sommelier, basically oh. with Dry Farms. And she's like, hey. Tell me what kind of wines you like. Tell me what you love. Tell me what flavors you like in wine, dry or white or sweet or bubbly or this, or if there's a region you're interested in understanding more, or if there's a region that you feel like you really want to just sort of only source from this area. Like, tell Hmm. me and I will help you and match you up with wines and we'll just fill your monthly box with all these wonderful wines that will hit, you know, that are exactly what you want them to be. 
Okay. And I was like, okay, Angela, let's talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bubblier and drier, the better in my book. Right. Anyway, right. it was really fun. And I just love, again, it's like that whole enrichment of life thing. Like you can just mm-hmm. drink a bottle of wine. It can be nothing more than that. Or you can open up a bottle of wine. It can be so much more than that. So it's yeah. such a neat opportunity to just add that additional layer of richness, literally an enrichment of an experience. So dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic is where you can shop for your delicious wines. If you live in a state that does not allow you to import alcohol through the mail, you can have it shipped to your local liquor store. Just call them and get the okay from them and just do it that way. That's a great way to still get some really beautiful wines. So I love it now. I've converted so many of my friends to dry farms that when I go over to their houses for dinner, they always have dry farm wines. Which is, yeah, that's good. <laughs> it's lovely. I always take wine anyway, because I think it's such a mm-hmm. nice gift to bring to a supper party, but it's also neat. So yeah, there you go. So we're going to be on a little break here uh, <clears throat> since this is the finale of season 11. So we do want you to try some wine while we're on our break. Yeah. Yeah. Some Eat outside. Yeah. Eat outside as much as you can this Seriously. summer. So, so the theme for season 11 was prepared makes possible. Mm-hmm. So what do you feel like after this time spent sort of concentrating on things that we need to be prepared for? What do you feel like has changed in your home? Can you think of things that now maybe you're more prepared for than when we started? Uh, I I don't know if I can think of... I don't know, individual things. I think that it's just sort of been a mindset for me. Like it's on, it's at the forefront of my mind. Do what it takes to be prepared for, you know? Mm -hmm. So a lot of times, you know, it's, we when we record, it's kind of a busy time of day. It's right before, you know, you and I have a two hour time difference. And for me, it always ends up being right before real busy family time of day. So... Um, there have been times during this season where I've, you know, coordinated so like the meal is ready when I'm done and I don't have to go like do the things. Um, I'm doing like more food prep in the evening. I'm mm-hmm. trying to be like more like the kids like prepared like, okay, what do you have? Like we have so such and such coming in a few days instead of the day before or a few hours before, like planting, trying to train them to be prepared to start thinking about what you're going to wear, start thinking about what you're going to need, mm-hmm. let mom know. So it's not really anything specific. It's just kind of like this overall tone, I think. Sure. And of course, not every time because nothing's perfect. But it is every time we do, a, we have a theme for this season. That's the vibe I'm running with in my personal life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Even in just so. cleaning the house yesterday, I I had a window. It was sacrificial. Like I had to I'll ha- I have to hustle today on a few things because I spent such a ridiculous amount of time doing that yesterday. But I really I do keep to myself more. I'm I you know, I joke about being introverted. I'm not kidding. I just like to be alone. I'm fine. I love people, but I just like to be alone. Um, but this is the time of year where I do like to be with people. I like to have people over. I like to share my garden with them. I like to share food with them. I'm more social <coughs> this time of year. And I thought, okay, the house has to be clean. Like yeah. the little pockets, like like you said, the little ones that you can ignore or procrastinate on, those need to be kind of cinched up now. Yep. No more hiding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, very much so. Mm-hmm. Very much so. We just got 
<clears throat> excuse me. So sorry. Mm-hmm. I need a cough button. I don't have one. Um, I know we need to figure out how to do that. <clears throat> I know. It's so nice. To not have people have to listen to her. So sorry. Logies. Sorry. Um, we just got all of our kids' passports. And that was like a really small little silly thing. But mm-hmm. it felt sorry, hold on. <coughs> sorry. It felt massive. It felt mm-hmm. like this is a great thing. And it, I, in a way, it felt like a freedom. Like, if we have to flee, we have passports. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where are we going? I don't know. <laughs> it's crazy how much has changed in my life. So my birthday was mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. And um, I was in marching band. I don't know if you guys knew that about me. I was in marching band in high school. I played the drums, the snare drum. I also played the drum set in jazz band. Did you know that? Yes. All kinds of wonderful mm-hmm. secrets here. Anyway, mm-hmm. my sister was in band before me, and then I was in band. So there was like a good decade where we were both in band, and we would go and we would march in the Victoria Day Parade in British Columbia. And we would drive up there on the van buses, and we would march mm-hmm. in the parade. And I think about that mm-hmm. now. What a ridiculous concept, because, you know, there was – 250 people in our marching band and it's all these like high school students just crossing Mm -hmm. the border and like you don't need anything (laughs) right and now you have to have a passport to get across the canadian border Mm -hmm. you know it's kind of crazy how much has changed in just a very Mm -hmm. short period of time with that anyway um i'm gonna ask a stupid question just because now i'm curious um i've never been to canada i've never been that far north uh are there like little roads that like, you know, like here we have like interstate roads that cross. So are there little tiny roads where you're just like, oh, there's my neighbor's farm in Canada. I'm going to go there. Or is it just like a legit border where there's only so many roads to get across? And Yeah, I don't know. That makes me sound really stupid. No. I'm aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> my assumption is there's probably a lot of little roads. And there's got to be. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's how I... Yeah, that's how I picture it. But I've always gone on an interstate. So, like, my question is, like, are all those people flipping out their passport to just? No, I'm sure there's probably a lot of, like, just illegal. Get to the Walmart and back. You know, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, come on. I don't know. Yeah. We don't live that close. We should ask my brother-in-law. He's in Bellingham, which mm-hmm. is like a stone's throw from the okay. Canadian border. But, yeah, I don't know. I've always I've always done it legally. Like, <laughs> Just like everything. <laughs> anyway, we got our passports and now we're prepared okay. for whatever may come. That feels really good. And they're in a fire safe bag, which I can just keep in my desk drawer. And that feels really great. All the all the important mm-hmm. information, certificates and wills and all that kind of stuff, um, which is, again, it might seem like a really little silly thing. But to me, that little bit of preparation makes it feel like one less thing that I have to kind of like lay in bed at night thinking about what if the house mm-hmm. burns down? Where are the birth certificates? <laughs> right. You know? Okay. Yeah. I have to give a shout out to, to the, the state of Alabama because oh. for the first time in my life, I'm going to eat crow and I'm going to say something really nice about the government because whoa, I know the Alabama department of health, blew my mind the other day we have an alabama-born baby 
And the the birth certificate that I had for him was not a valid one. It was the cute one with the little feet prints on it from the hospital. <laughs> Which is darling. Those you're like, wait, this doesn't count. <laughs> but it says his name. Um, anyway, so I I have to go order him a new birth certificate. I go to the Alabama mm-hmm. Department of Health. I fill it out. It's really easy. I have it done. Blah blah blah. I submit the money, and I'm thinking I'll probably see this thing in six to eight weeks. <laughs> that was my mm-hmm. thought. I did this on a Monday. Mm-hmm. Tuesday afternoon, my UPS driver knocks on my door, and I sign for it. Oh, uh, jalapeno in my eye. There was jalapeno under my fingernail. That's amazing, Shay. Like, what a great story. Thank you. I'm blind. <laughs> that really, oh, my gosh. That really happened at the wrong time. You guys. <laughs> that was terrible. Now, story. I ordered it on my. How did it even get here in the mail? How did it even physically get from Alabama to my doorstep in Washington in one day? That doesn't make sense. I was so impressed. Are you sure? If you work for the Department of Health in Alabama, well done, sir or madam. Well done. Hmm. That is efficient. That is. Anyway, now I'm prepared. Okay. Okay. I'm not. We don't have our passports yet. I have airfare. I have accommodations. No passports. They they came fast. They seem to be. If you guys need your passports, it's a good time. It's a good time. They all came very quickly. So it's very fun. It does make you feel like things are possible again. You know, for so many years, things just felt impossible. And it's so neat that it doesn't feel that way right now. I just get a little rushed like I'm Jason Bourne or something. (laughs) Ooh, Jason Bourne. (laughs) All right. Well, if you um, are a patron then make sure you check out the Patreon page for details because we will have our end-of-season fangirl call the Friday before we come back from break. So we're going to take a couple weeks. Yes. So we will have our fangirl call on the 17th of Mm -hmm. June. And then we will be back here the Monday after that, which is the 20th, I believe. So we're going to take a couple weeks, get our gardens in, detox from school, (laughs) Um. Just get our feet underneath us a little bit and hopefully fill up with a ton of new inspiration to come back to you guys with. I promise we won't talk about bear attacks. <laughs> I'll come back with better, better stuff. Better fodder. <laughs> yes. Better fodder for the podcast. Uh, yeah. Join us on the 17th um, as a fangirl because that's where we sort of uh, we take into consideration what you all would like to mm-hmm. have us talk about the following season so we always have some ideas we've already been hashing it out um have some we have some great things in store for you for season 12 but we really really value what you have to say too Mm -hmm. so join us then yep we'll see you back on the 20th thanks to american blossom linens and all of our sponsors yep and that's it we'll see you season 11 okay ladies cheers we'll see you back here in a couple weeks cheers